I love when a plan comes together. And I want to be the first to tell you that plans don't always come together. You might start off in a relationship and then the relationship ends. You might start off in a sexual relationship and all of a sudden the sex sucks. You might think you've got a pretty good handle on you and what you like, and then all of a sudden you're operating in the dark. That is why you want to go to twowildorchids.com. When you see the way I have recreated the website, the, you, the members only area has a very specific, only for you, videos that you've never seen, audios you've never heard, very specific just for you tips that you've never gotten from me. When you see what's going on in this members area for you and people like us, having a special place that we can hang out, we can talk about things, we don't have to worry about Facebook or Instagram or anybody censoring us. This is our space where we get to be us, our open-minded selves. So you want to go to twowildorchids.com, check it out. I can't wait to hear what you think, but make sure no matter what, whether you become a member or not, I want to make sure you always do you. I'll keep doing me, and together we'll still do us. FFM Productions presents Two Wild Orchids. Not your mother's podcast. Hello, this is Sean Lee with the Two Wild Orchids, the place you come for sex and fun. If you have been paying attention at all, then you know that 2021 is a different kind of year. In years past, I've had co-hosts that sat in the studio with me, but now it's me and you, baby. We are doing recordings together. Last week, I interviewed a sex slave. Next week, I have an amazing interview with you with a trans person. But today, I actually want to answer a listener letter that came in because I think it's important that whether you come on the show with me or whether or not you just send me an email, I want to talk to you. So let me read you the letter and then let's have a conversation. So it says, Sean Lee, I'm an older guy who has been disabled almost my whole life. A few years ago, I had a miraculous procedure that changed my life and almost wiped out my illness. Okay, like, let's just pause. Big props there. You had, you were, you were disabled your whole life. You had a surgery or you had something and then bam, you're better. <laughs> All right, let's just props. All right, but the rest of the letter says, so four years later, here I am. I want to play, explore, touch, feel, and taste everything. Okay, who doesn't? My wife has been with me for 20 years, and we communicate as much as, as, much as we can, but old habits die hard. Ooh, I have been there. I have been there. Like you get into a relationship, and you get into a pattern and a dance, and you make a step, and they make a step, and you make a step, and they make a step, and it's the same dance. And so if you're not careful, you keep falling into those same traps. So the rest of the letter says, there, there are issues that we don't talk about with regards to sex, and then there's some topics we're exploring together. Here's an example of a typical non-issue conversation. What do you think about adding more people to our bed? Okay, okay, let's pause. <laughs> okay, that's a non-issue conversation? That's a big conversation. I don't care who you are. What do you think about adding more people to our bed? That's a big conversation. That's not a non-issue. And then it says, this never ends. Or I could say, would you consider sex in public? And I would hear nothing and then crickets. I want so much to be able to get a meaningful, deep conversation about things, and I feel shut down when this happens, so I stop trying. But on the other hand, I've stepped up and read books, followed podcasts like yours, and taken notes. Let's just say that I've learned my way around the female anatomy, and I know what it takes to make sure we have fun, and yes, I get there too. But I am without the connection that binds this relationship. This is monogamy 101. The man has to ensure that his partner is number one in all aspects. Thank you for letting me express my feelings. I'm grateful to have you and this platform signed Stephen. Oh my God, Stephen. Okay, so 
First of all, thank you for such a brave letter. I have no idea what your disability is, but I think it's mad props that you had whatever procedure you had that that fixed it as best it could as it could be fixed. But let's really talk about some of the things. I think this is a question of expectations and pre-resentments. So if you show up in any relationship with an expectation that says, I expect you to feel this way in the relationship, or I expect you to be this way in the relationship, then you are guaranteed to be unhappy. Because how you show up in a relationship is between you and you, and how someone else shows up is between them and them. But you're saying that you have a, you try to make conversation, and then there's silence. Well, let, let's kind of talk about a couple of things that I think will help. So one of the things that I really love about polyamory, and I understand that you're monogamous, but I love the fact that poly people define the relationship. This is our relationship. This is where it is. This is what we do in this relationship. And I think one of the challenges of monogamy is that people don't do that. Whether it's a sexual relationship, whether it's an intimate relationship, if it's just you and another person... You guys tend to think that the other one's going to know what the first one was thinking or feeling. And if you don't have good, strong communication, then you are absolutely going to drive yourself down a path that you maybe don't want to go. And the other part of this is desire. So it's one thing for you to say, hey, what do you think about adding more sex to people in our bed? And you don't think it's a big deal or would you consider sex in public? And you might be triggering without even knowing it you might be triggering desire issues in her. Like, what does it mean if he wants more people in our bed? Does that mean he doesn't think I'm good enough? What does he mean? Does he want to have sex in public? Does that mean that I need to be willing to go down for a felony of public indecency? You know, you never know what's going on in somebody's head. And I guarantee you that no matter what you think is going on in their head, it's not. As bad as you think something could be, as frustrated as you might be about something, you absolutely have no idea what anyone else is thinking. So one of the challenges I think many couples have is that they they do this thing where they're like, I know what you're thinking. I know what you mean by that. But you don't. You have to start with some basics. You have to start with an awareness that says, I'm going to say what I mean with a period at the end of the sentence. But you can't expect everyone else to do that. What you can do is show up and do it yourself. And sometimes the best thing you can do is teach by the clarity of your example. Now, your wife is teaching you or your girlfriend. I forget if you told me. Let me go back and look. If you told me she was your wife or your girlfriend, I think you said wife. Yes. Okay. So your wife of 20 years is telling you that when you bring up these things in this way, she does not speak back. So why could she possibly not be stinky speaking back? She clearly loves you. You clearly have been together a long time. Is it possible that you're approaching these situations in a way that's uncomfortable for her? Is there a softer way you can have that same conversation? Is there a way that you can, you can create an environment of compliment before you decide to go right in for the kill? And please believe me, I get it. Like I'm a dive in for the kill kind of person. If I'm having conflict, I want to focus on the conflict. I want to point it out. I want to circle it. I want to draw a big fat ring around it and I want to solve it. But that doesn't always serve us. If we can soften into things, if we could soften into things that say, you know what, I have this fantasy of bringing other people in our bedroom. Now, we don't ever have to really do that, but have you ever considered that in your mind? Give her a safe place to be. The same thing about sex in public. The funny thing about fantasy is you do not have to live through it. You can, you can try it in your mind. You can try it on for size. You can maybe go out in a little bit and, and feel like if that's even something you want to really go to the next level with. But if what you're doing in your mind is forcing her to go a place she's not ready to go, you're guaranteed to meet with resistance. And if you're looking for connection, that's not the way to do it. Most women don't necessarily, they're not, they're not like me, let me say that. They don't really usually want to 
talk about down and dirty stuff, especially when their guy approaches it. There's ways to do it gently. There's ways to be soft. There's ways to be easy. But if you and she have been in a space where you guys haven't always had tons of sex, then I'm going to ask you to try to put yourself in her shoes. Okay, because it, let's just pretend you're back 20 years ago when you guys first got together and maybe she was a super sexual being. Maybe she had a lot of sex before you guys got married and then you guys got married and for whatever reason, you couldn't perform the way you can now. So here you are ready and raring to go with a woman who has already decided that that part of her life might not be as exciting as she once thought it was. So all you can do is find a way to soften that space. You don't have to come at it directly. You can come at a lot of things, and this I find is really big with men. You guys want to just point it out and go for it. It's like stabbing with your penis, and I'm going to ask you to stop. It's not that different than when you read the book. Um, if you read the book, She Comes First, or you read, or you read any of Panty Dropper's work, um, The Dawn of Desire, where he talks about really warming her up, really going through those, those paces, really going slower than you think you should go. And that's true of conversation. That's true of sex. That's true of relationship talks. If you go as fast as you think you should go, you can't guarantee that that other person is along for the ride with you. You can guarantee that you're there. You can guarantee that the things that are coming out of your mouth make sense to you, but they probably don't make sense to the person you're with. So what I would encourage you to do is to start with the soft stuff. Like I definitely would not have any conversation with her unless she was turned on because that, that something happens in our brain. And sometimes the turn on has to be really, it might take weeks and weeks and weeks for her to even get in that space with you. Lots of shoulder rubs, lots of back rubs, lots of telling her she's beautiful, lots of doing the things, find out her love language, lots of doing all those things so she feels like she wants to even let you near her in that space. And then once you get in that space with her, do not just whip your dick out. <laughs> Whatever you do, don't just whip your dick out and stick it in her. Soften. Easy. It's not about her orgasm. It's not about your orgasm. You're asking for connection. And you can't have connection with anyone who does not choose to connect with you. That's rule number one. If she doesn't want to connect with you, you got to give her time to warm up to the idea. The other thing you might not have considered is maybe she's jealous. Maybe the thought of you with someone else is so appalling to her that she can't handle it, in which case you have to deal with that. You, you know, even jealousy in your mind, and I would, I would suggest that mostly jealousy in your mind is far worse than the actual act of it because you worry about how you think you might feel. So if you were to say something to her like, you know, what do you think about other people being in our bed? She might go straight in her head to not feeling good enough, pretty enough, sexy enough, hot enough, whatever enough for you. She also might be in a space where she's like, you know, I don't know if I'm down with that. I don't know if I'm down with other people, but she doesn't know how to tell you no because you've had such a long time of not having what you wanted and now you're, you're in this really great space and she doesn't want to be the buzzkill. You have to think, what are you bringing to the party? It's really easy to blame other people. It's really easy to point out how they're doing it wrong. It's really super simple to say, we're not connecting and it's your fault. And I'm going to say, you're not connecting and it's your fault. Because how you feel is up to you. So if you feel disconnected from her, check you. If you feel like she's not giving you what you need, are you asking specifically what you need? If you need more conversation, say that. Hey, babe, when I say this, like we don't ever really have to do it, but if we could maybe talk about it, I think that would be hot. And I really feel like that would help our sex life. Do you agree? Get her buy-in. You know, hey, babe, I know that, make, that talking about sex is uncomfortable for you in daylight, so maybe we can do it in the dark. 
hey, babe, I know that these are things I'm dreaming about and I don't feel like they're what you're dreaming about. Do you have fantasies you haven't shared with me? Like I'm interested in what you want to do and I promise you, you won't feel pressure to try any of them because sometimes fantasies are just that and they're just better left there. You know, I once had a fantasy. I got to tell you guys, I once had a fantasy where I was naked as the day I was born and I was rolling around in money. I mean, just money. Like there was just piles and piles of it and I was naked and I was rolling around on it and there was no sex and I was so turned on. I couldn't believe my body's response to it. I couldn't believe it. But, but that was something I didn't anticipate. So if I was with somebody who shamed me for having the fantasies I had, I wouldn't tell them that. And if I was with somebody that I felt ashamed with, I wouldn't tell them that either. Lots of times women are quiet because we don't know what to say and we don't want to hurt the fragile male ego. And I'm not bagging on you guys, but you guys can have a pretty fragile ego. So we try to tiptoe around it because our egos can be equally fragile, but different fragile. And so sex can be something specifically for women that is super duper fragile and money and power and leading a family are super duper sensitive for a lot of men. So just kind of remember that, that when you're trying to get someone to do what you want them to do, you have to come from a space of service first. How can I love you in this space? How can I love you into this space? How can I love you into the sexual being that you are? How can we make this about us and not about me? Because I think when you do that, you're going to find that you're looking, what you're looking for shows up. You do not have to cajole her into anything. You don't have to talk her into anything. You have to love her into being in that space. But the way I would do that is I would ask her what she needs. Hey, I feel like we're not connecting. I feel like I'm doing the best I can. And I feel like we're still not on the same page. How can I help us here? How can I give us a better shot at doing this? And if you show up with that words and that energy, she'd have to be a cold, the coldest fish in all of China, which she wouldn't be married to you in order to not hear you. And Stephen, I would like to invite you and your wife to apply for our couples online coaching. So one of the things I'm doing is I am recording an hour of coaching with a select group of couples because I want to be able to share some of the coaching that I do with people who maybe can't afford it, can't get to me, don't want to, whatever it is. I want to make sure that we have an opportunity. So I have found that by recording the sessions and then releasing the, sh the sessions on my website, it's really helping a lot of people. So I invite you and your wife to apply. And if you're listening and you and your partner want to come on, by all means, go to twowildorchids.com and apply because I think you're going to find that what happens in session is so different than what happens on air. So make sure to get in there and do that because it will not be up forever. I'm $600 an hour, so if it's too much for you and you want to have some one-on-one -on -one with me, make sure to apply. Tune in next week if you are eager to hear what another Two Wild Orchids fan had to say about their sex life. And I learned so much in this interview. I can't wait for next week. All right. As I get out of here today, I want to remind you of some very specific things. Go to my website, twowildorchids.com, and make sure to register. And I want to remind you that every single day, I'm going to do me, and I want you to do you. And I promise if you do that together, we're going to do a fabulous us.